Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. TA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide in north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Tahoe to the Tennessee Valley, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you being with us on this Thursday. You guys know the drill on Thursday mornings. It's a thirsty Thursday. We break out the booskies. We toast to the good stuff. The inverse of a trash Tuesday. We think about the positive and we raise a pint. Let's do that this morning. If you got stuff you want to toast to, tweet at me, DA on CBS. That's DA on CBS or on Instagram. I'll check through my DMs today. DMs are open at Damon Amendo on Instagram, at Damon Amendo, or on the phone the old-fashioned way at 855-212-4CBS. That's all the places you can do your toasting. Coming up this morning on the show, more of the sounds of Saturday, more countdown to college football, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. One of the best sets of pipes in all of the nation. The Buffs might not have big expectations, but they certainly are one of the most interesting 25 stories in college football, namely because of their coach, Deion Sanders, but also because they are exiting the Pac-12. So we'll do a little look inside the Buffs with Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, coming up in hour number four. Before that, we'll do some college football in the SEC. South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer is going to join us. You college football heads, where do you have it better than this? This is great. We're all over it. This hour, sound check in 20 minutes. In 40 minutes, Dalvin Cook still ain't got a job. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Why not? But let us start with the college football realignment. The dominoes have begun to fall on potentially a massive one. A couple of years ago, we knew that Texas and Oklahoma would exit for the SEC. That left the Big 12 vulnerable. And thus, we waited and watched what would happen to the Big 12. Well, they then collected four new schools for their conference. 
After that, the Big Ten scooped up UCLA and USC, leaving the Pac-12 vulnerable. The Big 12 signed their television deal, meaning money was off the table early for the Pac-12, which was waiting for a better deal to come down the pike. In waiting, Colorado said, we're out of here. And now CU heads to the Big 12. Now The buzzards are circling around the Pac-12 because it sounds like the Big 12 and the Big 10 are flirting with schools that are left in the Pac-12. Some have connected Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten, which would create a western flank, as it were. UCLA, USC, and then a Pacific Northwest of Oregon and Washington, all in the Big Ten, meaning the Big Ten would stretch from coast to coast. Rutgers and Maryland on the East Coast, those four Pac-12 schools on the West Coast, Penn State in there and Pennsylvania as well. Other East time zones thrown in there as well. Plenty of those. And then suddenly, the Big Ten spans the width of the entire country and every time zone potentially. You then have the Big 12 trying to grab schools around the four corners arizona arizona state and utah potentially to join colorado in the big 12 will the pac-12 be simply left as a carcass to those buzzards it is where we begin you're cold open the way that this story is unfolding this is how it ends in a not a great way for the Pac-12, right? Because they've put their presidents have put out a lot of deadlines and said we're going to have a deal and we like a deal. And then you know I wrote months ago, watch Colorado. Um, now there's a lot of watch UConn as well as Colorado. You look at it and you wonder where this deal is coming from. As you know, as we were playing at UCLA, USC, uh, there were many opportunities for that alumni engagement. Well, now UCLA and USC have left. I think young kids want to, they grow up on ESPN and Fox and CBS and NBC. I think that's where they want to be. That feels big time. Um, mm. And I'm not saying Apple won't feel big time or Amazon won't feel big time eventually. Um, you know, that's what they're growing and that it changes over time. But I still, I don't think you want to be on a streamer for a number of reasons. Um, but one is recruiting and just being in the national spotlight. I just don't think that's a good place to be. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. The voices you heard there was Andrew Marshan, who studies and writes about sports media for the New York Post, and that was part of the Marshan and Oran podcast that you also heard the Colorado Buffaloes chancellor there. Here's the bit, here's the deal. If there was no worry about the optics of killing a conference, this thing would be already done. Because Oregon and Washington see the writing on the wall in the Pac-12, but what Marshand is talking about there is this television deal that the Pac-12 got an offer from Apple that's just not that enticing. I dissected this quite a bit yesterday. But the bit about this is most of their games would be on streaming and their revenue would be based on subscribers. And let's face it, once you lose USC and UCLA, two pretty large alumni bases, USC being must-see TV if there ever is one of the Pac-12 most years out of your conference and the market of LA, 
I don't think you want to be counting on subscribers. And so it's not a great deal. It's a big risk. It's a short-term deal, but it's a big risk. So Oregon and Washington apparently have told the Big Ten, yeah, we're good if you want to come get us. There's also been some talk that Stanford and Cal could be added to that mix, thus adding the Bay Area to the Big Ten. But that the Big Ten doesn't want to be seen as the conference that levies the death blow to the Pac-12. Same thing with the Big 12. I think if feelings weren't involved and optics weren't involved and trying to, quote, do the right thing in the public sphere wasn't involved, again, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah probably would flee today. And in fact, Arizona is going to start having big conversations, those two state schools, Arizona, Arizona State, about whether to leave or not. But the Big 12 is sensitive to being seen as the conference that raided the Pac-12 and worried about having, I suppose, mud in its reputation. But that's really the only thing holding things together. And so you ask, okay, well, what does that mean? If the Big 12 siphons off four of their schools and the Big 10 siphons off another four or six of their schools, what does that leave in the Pac-12? And it leaves two. Washington State and Oregon State. That's it. That's what it leaves. And those would be the two schools without a chair and musical chairs, which means they would join the Mountain West or more probably, more likely rather, is that the Mountain West would adopt the Pac-12 brand and all of the Mountain West would suddenly become the Pac-12 by just simply adding Oregon State and Washington State and then calling themselves that conference, even though it would look nothing like anything that we know. But I think that's the only thing holding this thing together. It's scotch tape, it's bailing wire, and it's we don't want to be the ones that kill it. We don't want to be known to the conference that kills it. And so that's the sensitivity here, which is, let's face it, laughable. All of these conferences, all of these athletic directors, all of these conference commissioners conspire with one another behind the scenes all year long for years now you want to come here what does it look like what's your buyout what's your television deal will you take us because we'll leave if you take us what about them can we get them as a geographic and travel partner this happens all the time behind closed doors everybody is cheating on everybody the entire block is cheating on one another this is happening and yet when it comes to the public sphere the public eye Nobody wants to be photographed at the restaurant with somebody else's wife. That's what this is, even though they're doing it behind closed doors. So it's very hypocritical. Oh, well, we wouldn't be we want to we wouldn't want to be the ones that end the Pac-12, even though all the negotiations have happened to destabilize the Big 12 the Pac-12 anyway, and for the Big 10 now to suddenly find some type of ethics some type of morality how hysterical you took ucla and usc under cover of night which again destabilized the entire thing dramatically those are the two schools the pac-12 really couldn't afford to lose and you took them and so suddenly the big 10 has a conscience it's totally entirely ridiculous but this is where we are this is where we are and If this goes that way, where the Big 12 gobbles up a bunch of schools, the Big 10 gobbles up a a bunch of schools, 
it will have then become what was expected, the four super conferences, SEC, ACC, Big 12, and Big 10. That means that the Big 12 would have survived. The Big 12, which looked like it was going to be the odd man out, would have survived, and we would creep closer and closer to four 16-team power conferences, which, by the way, I don't think is better. I don't think that's a better solution for college football. I think college football is better when there's a lot of different, unique conferences, leagues, partnerships, rivalries, regions. The country isn't one homogenized place. And college football isn't the NFL. And I hate hearing, well, they could go to an NFC and AFC model. That works in the NFL because these professional leagues are largely homogenized. If you go to a Diamondbacks game, it's not much different than a Rays game. If you go to a Giants game, it's not necessarily that much dramatically different than going to a Red Sox game. I mean, yes, there's backdrops and yes, cities are different, but we're talking about college football where everything about the experience is completely unique to the campus, the region, the college town. It's They're all completely unique. Alumni are unique. Chancellors are unique. Coaches are unique. The whole thing, that's what makes this great. And so to streamline this and homogenize this to just super conferences that all look and feel the same, I'm not down with. I'm not down with any of this. But greed rules the roost. Greed rules the day. And who are we but just fans that have to sit there and take it? Okay, I guess Oregon is suddenly a Big Ten team. All right, I guess Arizona is suddenly a Big 12 team. Let's kick off college football season at the start of September, shall we? 855-212-4CBS. If you want to jump into the conversation, 855-212-4227. Or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Oh, doctor, you can always watch us on YouTube. Go to the CBS Sports Radio channel on YouTube, and full episodes are archived there if you want to go back and watch. You can also watch reruns and watch the show live at Twitch as well. Go to the CBS Sports Radio channel there. Or if you do not use either one of those platforms, WatchDA.com is also mobile friendly. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. We begin Soundcheck with Jared Jones. Jared! As he is discussing a new look Cowboys offense. Kellen Moore is out. And Mike McCarthy is taking over the offense. And this is courtesy of 96.7 The Ticket as Jerry talks about his new offense being Dak friendly. Here it is. That's Dak friendly. Uh, he's going to uh, uh, he's going to have uh, uh, a uh, the offensive line is going to be able to protect him better. Their uh, uh, spacing is narrower. Uh, which is conducive to protection. Uh, he's going to have uh, more opportunity to dump the ball off to the back. Uh, he's going to uh, have less to do before the snap and less to read after the snap. Certainly not details of an offense you'd prefer the coaches to go over if they so choose. Certainly something you would like to divulge if you're the owner of the team unnecessarily. I have to laugh. And you know what, Cowboys fans, unless you're under the age of 25, you've had it good, so I don't I don't mind poking fun. But I have to laugh at the people saying that the Cowboys are going to have a great year, NFC Championship game, could be the best team of the NFC if everything breaks right. At the end of the day, you still have that man who is front and center on everything that you do and he cannot help himself and the idea that this guy who is on august 1st or august 2nd whenever he said this going to tell the world the details about the offense whether they're a tell or not it is unnecessary it's about an owner thinking that it's his role to discuss specifics of an offense I know you're the owner, I know you're worth billions of dollars, and more power to you, but when do you just go, yeah, not my place? Yeah, you know what, not my place. If Mike wants to talk about the, the offense in specifics, he can. If the the offensive staff wants to do it, if Dak is allowed to do it, that's their stuff. For me, I'm not getting into the weeds of explaining to you why the offense should be better this year. But Jerry can't help himself, and... Jerry is so ego-laden, and nobody ever has told him no, that he does stupid stuff all the time, and nobody has the guts to say anything, because Stephen Jones wants to inherit the team, the media wants the sound bites, 
The players want to get paid. And so nobody ever says no to this guy. If I was working in the organization and I wasn't worried about losing my job, maybe I would be like all the others and would be worried, but I would be like, Jared, no. Don't explain anybody the offense. That's Mike's role. That's Dak's role if he's allowed to. Let the people that do it do it. We don't know. But there is Jerry acting like he's been in, in on every offensive meeting. And let's face it, he's a football dope. He's a business genius. He's a football dope. And you're allowed to be both. But it's like, man, the Cowboys, they can't fail because they have too much talent. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I'm not buying that. Next up, this audio comes to us courtesy of the Reddit College Football page. As on Twitter, somebody posted a video of a person who seems like Hunter Deckers, looks just like the Iowa State quarterback, making a handshake bet with a girl at what looks to be a local Iowa bar, putting 500 bucks in a week two game from Iowa. Now, he's jammed up for doing this very thing, betting on the Iowa State Cyclones, his team, for a couple of years, they found his FanDuel page at DraftKings. I forget which one it is. Now, he was using his mom's name, but they still linked him to all the bets, and obviously he's under fire right now. Let's listen to this audio. $500. That what? $100? On the f***ing Me Too game. $500 that you're going to beat us? You're going to beat us. Oh. What? Yeah, best not to do that, as you hear him say. It would be technically illegal. Uh, you're a player on the team. Probably a pretty bad idea to be in a public space, especially where the cameras are going, which phones are always open, talking about playing playing money even if it means that you're betting on your own team you know i i know there are some people that have defended pete rose over the years saying hey if you bet on the reds to win what's the big deal he's trying to win which there's some truth to that but if you also know the line if you're betting on the line then it's a little different if you say well yeah we'll win but we're not supposed to win by so much But the other thing is, in today's day and age, it's not like Pete Rose, who may have just been betting on win or loss. Today, if you're Hunter Deckers or any of those college players, you can bet tons of different things. You can lay money on the, the line. You can win money to win the game. You can also lay money on the point total. You can lay money on passing yards you can lay money on receiving yards you can lay money on points scored in the first quarter in the first half in the third quarter in the second half you can you can bet on everything and so it's not as clean or simple as saying well if Hunter Decker's bet on Iowa State to win what's the big deal if he's using a fan duel or DraftKings or any of these online accounts and he has access to all of those bets you know one of the bets could be Iowa State to win and maybe it is just straight up money line bet but it's the access and the betting to all of the other stuff that you would have inside information on. 
And that's the key, is that you're allowing these guys who have actual... They have actual skin in the game. They're literally affecting the game outcome to also be betting on the game outcome with inside information and their ability to affect it. Not going to work. You can't allow one and then, you know, say, well, but you can't do any of the other stuff. Finally, this audio is courtesy of both NFL Network and Up and Adams with Kay Adams. Now, first you're going to hear Travis Kelsey on NFL Network talking about Taylor Swift. You may have seen this story last week. Travis Kelsey went to a Taylor Swift concert. He wanted to meet her beforehand and give her a friendship bracelet. I suppose that was technically trying to hit on her. I mean, who knows? But she did not host the meet and greet. She didn't do this to save her voice before her big shows. And so the Kelsey friendship bracelet thing fell into silence. But then Josh Allen was on with Kay Adams asking about celebrity girlfriends. Here's the clips. Hey, man, I don't... Did you really have your phone number ready hey, on a friendship bracelet to give to Taylor I said what Swift? I said, and I meant what I said when I said it. You shot your shot, and, huh, And man? you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to talk about my personal life. I know what you writers want to hear. <laughs> and you want to hear more about that, and I'm not going to give you anything. Has she reached out? Huh? Has she reached out? And that's going to wrap it up here with NFL. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Right, he didn't Curtis say Camp. no, though. You're, you're off on Sunday. Huh? She's at SoFi. You're off on Sunday. I look, you can make I'll it tell to you SoFi what, anybody, even Saturday night. Anybody that wants to go to that Sunday show at SoFi, it's going to be an absolute blast, I'm sure. I went to the one here in Kansas City, so I don't know if I'm double dipping. I got I got a football season to worry about, man. Exactly. You can be back in time. I got a lot of things I got to focus on. I'm just saying. This guy's crazy. All right, do we have the Josh Allen clip as well with Up and Adams? Yes, we do. Are we going to play that here? Nah. Yeah, we're going to play it. So should I just buy time until we play it? (laughs) Okay. So the next clip is Josh Allen talking to Kay Adams about celebrity girlfriends because he is dating Haley Steinfeld. Now, Haley is an actress and Vogue's. You want to help me out what she's been in? So she's also a singer. Um, so people might have heard her on the radio, but she was definitely in um, one of or two of the Pitch Perfect movies. Not the first one, but I think the second and the third one. She's been in at least one Transformers movie. Oh. Um, I first saw her when she was like a like a young girl. She was in the remake of True Grit with Matt Damon and... Oh. Um, I can't hear Jeff Bridges is in that movie too. It's a really good movie. So she's a, an accomplished actress. And Josh went from, I think, his college sweetheart who was all over the place yeah. with all the other Bills, girlfriends, and wives hanging out, cheering them on. They might have even been engaged. That's over. And now he's freely making out with her in all sorts of public places restaurants, clubs, I think Mexican vacations. They're all over the place. Thank goodness for Bogues and the pop culture beat. I got you. You can really fill in the blanks. I have a lot of them. You can fill them all in. Apparently, she has starred also in Hawkeye as Kate Bishop, and she has been the voice of Gwen Stacy in the Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse movies. So here is the the clip of Josh Allen, who is dating Haley Steinfeld with Up and Adams and Kay Adams. Will I get extra credit for not asking about your love life? What do you mean? Do you know how hard that is for me to do? Is, why is that hard for you? 
we because talk it's, football, because right? Because it's me. Well, we didn't yeah, know. We talked football. a lot. I mean, I deserve I deserve an award, I think, for not asking about your love life. You know how I was going to do it? This is taped. <laughs> do you know how I was going to do it? I was going to say, um, Travis Kelsey tried to hang out with Taylor Swift, and she said, no, do you have any advice for players who want to attract superstar talents? <sighs> <laughs> not not friendship bracelets. No, what is it? Yeah, okay. That's all right. I, I, I'm surprised, though. It's hard to say no to Travis Kelsey. So this brings up a host of good questions, and that is your sound check. The first one being, is it fair for Josh Allen to judge Travis Kelsey's friendship bracelet move because while he is dating an actress and a celebrity, Haley Steinfeld, She's nowhere near the universe, the Spider-Verse, as it were, <laughs> of Taylor Swift. Getting to Taylor Swift is a lot harder than getting to Haley Steinfeld. So if you feel like Taylor Swift, your access point is a cute friendship bracelet move at a meet and greet before the concert, isn't it different rules for how you would potentially try to to date different level celebrities, Bogues? So we discussed this last week when the Kelsey Swift story first broke, DA, uh, whether this was a good play or not. And there was division in the room on the, the friendship bracelet strategy. Um, I thought there had to be a better way for Travis Kelsey because he's Travis Kelsey, was at Arrowhead. There had to be a better way for him to make a connection to her make a couple of phone calls, some go-betweens, chance meeting in a hallway somewhere. But I think Boyle might have defended the brace, the, the friendship bracelets. Somebody here did. No, no, not me. Uh, maybe it happened before you were here. Maybe because it was Caserta who thought it was because it played into her whole thing that it might have come across as sweet and showing that he was like a fan, understood the gimmick of her shows, and that it might have worked if it actually eventually ever got to her. Yeah, I think the point here is Travis Kelsey is a big deal in our world. He is not a big deal in Taylor Swift's world. I don't even think that Taylor Swift would know who Taylor or Travis Kelsey was. I would imagine Taylor Swift has no idea the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls. She might not even know who Patrick Mahomes is. She certainly doesn't know who the tight end of the Chiefs is. It is hard for us to imagine because if you're a football fan, we all know Travis Kelsey. But think about Taylor Swift's level of celebrity and who she has dated. She's dating... The John Mayers, the One Directions, the Jonas Brothers type of level of celebrity. This is global popularity. If you go to Hong Kong, those people get stopped in the street by swarms of fans. If Travis Kelsey goes to Hong Kong, he can eat and do whatever he wants. Nobody knows who he is. So I just, while Josh Allen says, like, you know, there's a better way to do it, I I don't know if there's a better way to do it because I don't know how you get to Taylor Swift. And, and there's no way Taylor Swift says yes to Travis Kelsey. There's just no way it'd be slumming it for her. It just is. Now, Kelsey is a good-looking guy. He's charismatic. He's everything. Two-time champion, future Hall of Famer. But she would be completely slumming it if she went out with Travis Kelsey. Well, you, slumming it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just not her type. Like, you just you just ran through the people that she has dated. But he's they, not even close to that celebrity level either. Well, celebrity level aside, just from a personal but standpoint, I guess it does. But she, he's also just too, there's too much of him for her. He's too loud, too over the top. Clearly, she likes dudes who are sitting with their guitar, writing songs. Yeah, she yeah. likes skinny little guys that then she can break up with and write songs about and make more billions of dollars. Yeah. Is that so? It's really a tired act, if you ask me. <laughs> well, it, right. Taylor Swift also isn't. Is dating guys that you know chug 
a beer and then crush the can on their forehead Correct. and belch in your face. So, right, like she's not going out with him. But again, you have to also recognize celebrities are fishing in the same depth of celebrity pool. You don't, you, you, you're not a C celebrity and date the A celebrities. They almost always go in same tiers. And when there are the random ones that are A's that go with B's, everyone gasps. But Taylor Swift is an A She's in like the Beyonce, George Clooney, and then you and Matt Damon, and then like Travis Kelsey is like an F in the celebrity world. What? He's, he's an A in sports celebrity. He's a B in sports celebrity, but he's an F in real celebrity. Like Taylor Swift can't date anybody who is doesn't get an invite to the Met Gala, and Travis Kelsey ain't going to the Met Gala. Mm, do we think I, she saw the I, Kelsey I, dating show on E? She knows him from that. <laughs> I I gotta disagree here, Da. I mean, some of these some of Taylor Swift's boyfriends are are I've never heard of them in my life. But you're not swimming to that circle. You're not swimming in music circles, Hollywood circles, international music. I stage. guess. I mean, who the hell is Drew Dunlap? Who the hell is Drew Hardwick or well, look Lucas Till? They look them up. They're probably British actors. They're like probably- I know. I remember when she dated Taylor Lautner, the guy who was the wolf from uh, what's the vampire movie. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, always comes up. Oh my God! Why? What's the vampire movie? Uh, interview with the vampire. No, Pete. No, okay. No, it was huge. I'm blanking on it. Right. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. there's three of them. Right. Robert Pattinson and yeah, the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Night so he was famous. Werewolf. Uh, Elm Street. <laughs> it's one word. I feel <laughs> she like she dated Joe Jonas. He's big. Yeah. She dated Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like that was Massive. like the that was like the baddest boy of them all. Because then there's like John Mayer, who's like the sweetest guy ever. So. I, I don't know. I, I think, I just think it was a mistake to do the friendship bracelet. You're never going to get a girl doing that, especially a girl of her status. Whatever you think is sweet or she likes, um, yeah, friendship bracelets do not work. You come off as a beta, you come off as a loser, and you're not getting, <laughs> you're not getting the bag. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're not, such a zoomer. <laughs> Stop calling me a zoomer, man. You come up as a beta. <laughs> you do. Oh, hey, Taylor, I got you this uh, friendship bracelet. Maybe, um, you know, we could go on a date soon. What's <laughs> wrong with that? Twilight is what we were thinking. Of. Yes. Jeez. Twilight. See, I'm telling you, I have, I'm getting dementia. It's coming swiftly. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was like one of the, those, like the biggest movie for like three years, and I couldn't remember it. That's what I'm talking about, is that these people that you just mentioned that Taylor Swift dated are probably stars in those types of teen novel films that were massive or Disney movies that we just don't know about. They're, they're probably massive celebrities at a different level that we're just, we don't even know Twilight. I just, I think the root of it comes down to, is two things. One, she has to date a skinny, scrawny guy that uh, she's not going to get embarrassed by. Travis Kelsey, maybe not, Yeah, obviously not in her ether, not in her status of celebrity. I agree with that. I don't think he's an F. He's not in her status. But I think he's very loud. He's got a big sports platform, and I think he could try to tear her down. How many of her ex-boyfriends do you ever hear try to tear her down? It's always the other way around. She always, oh, did you see what Taylor wrote about Joe Jonas? Look at her go. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, I think, could cause, he could cause some waves. He could, you know, break her down a little bit. If he goes on Instagram Live or, you know, says something in a press conference tearing her down or says something about her in their relationship if they were to date. So yes. there's that. And then the second thing, again, is the friendship bracelet. Sounds like you're rooting for Travis Kelsey <laughs> to tear her down. <laughs> yeah. is, is there a history It'd be here? nice for somebody to knock her down a peg for once.
Yeah. Now, now, who around here would 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 fit the Taylor Swift mold? Shep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. One. Good question. Good answer. Huh? Who would? Hmm. In terms of what? Her type. Yeah. Yeah, it would be Shep. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, Taylor, got you this friendship bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I host in the overnight. Come listen. Telling her about Joe DiMaggio, Mickey, how fast Mickey Mantle used to be. <laughs> For my younger audience. <laughs> See, now here's the thing, Taylor. You got a, you got a baseball player, and it's kind of like writing music at the same time. And when you put them together, you get a lot of love out of that. <laughs> For my younger audience out here, let me tell you about Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Air Jordan, his airness, Michael Jordan himself. I love Shep. I haven't seen Shep in a long time. That relationship would be three months, sizzle, pop, burn, number one hit song. <laughs> and, and a thousand drops. Too. Yeah, and Shep wins. I mean, imagine being a Taylor yeah, Swift boyfriend and having a yeah. song written about you. Yep. I mean, I guess, I yeah, you that. go into it knowing she's going to ultimately break yeah. up with you and make a song about you, make you look like a, an idiot, but you also, you know, what, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, totally. AB, kind sir, has headlines. DA, the ACC is not in peril like the Pac-12, but there are plenty of unhappy schools in that ACC oh because of boy. the conference's revenue-sharing system. They have already tweaked it once, rewarding football and basketball success now, but many still want more, saying they are still $30 million annually behind their Big Ten and SEC friends. Oh. FSU President Richard McCullough said yesterday, He'll have to recommend leaving to the Board of Trustees if the money situation doesn't change soon. It would take a lot of lawyers to make that happen, though. The current ACC TV deal is in place through 2036. This is not the Pac-12 without a deal, allowing schools to leave without penalty. There are now seven former or current Iowa and Iowa State athletes charged in connection with sports gambling. They're all facing the same charges we mentioned yesterday tampering with documents in the investigation. The current athletes could lose their NCAA eligibility. Cubs bats spreading their seed for a second consecutive night. <laughs> Fly ball, deep left center, off the bat of Suzuki. Get out the tape measure, long gone. Suzuki with his ninth of the year. And the Cubs have a 10-run lead here in the eighth inning. That's, how, how amazing is Pat Hughes, Bones? Oh, he's the Get best. Get the tape measure long gone. A 16-6 route of the Reds 24 hours after a 29 demolition. The 36 runs the most the Cubs have scored in back-to-back games since 1897 Whoa. when they were called the Colts and a youngish Jody Mack was their radio voice. <laughs> Come on! That's not right. That is not right. I just like that Pete knew it was coming before I got there. The early laugh. <laughs> Nobody is safe today. You telegraphed that. That was a meatball right over the plate. And boy... 
Bilotti just took a hat. Is he still at the track? <laughs> was the track even there? <laughs> He's betting on Man of War. <laughs> Man of War's grandfather. <laughs> Let's go, Nazareth. Let's go. Let's go, Nazareth. I think in 1897, you were still betting wooden nickels. I had 40 shillings on Seattle Slough. <laughs> Ten pounds and eight sixpence, whatever it's called. Yeah. Eight water words. buckets, son. <laughs> sixpence. <laughs> I had Hunter Pence on Seattle Slough. <laughs> there wasn't even money. You just no. bet favors. It was all trading, <laughs> bartering. <laughs> This <laughs> goods. I got two bags of flour on that horse. <laughs> and three fence posts. <laughs> this piece of lumber. Here's my pocket watch. <laughs> and three golden nuggets. If you bring it downtown, you'll see the value of these. I got a deed on a plot of land in the Nebraska country. <laughs> Let me put down 672 hectares in Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, back to baseball last night. Back to current times. The Dodgers steamrolled the A's 10-1, keeping their two-and-a-half game lead on the Giants in the NL West. San Francisco, a 4-2 win over the Diamondbacks. The Marlins outlasted the Phillies 9-8-12, pulling even with the Brewers for the last NL wildcard. In the AL, the Orioles were 5-0 and in Toronto this season until last night's 4-1 loss. Manager Brandon Hyde. It's four many runs, obviously scored one run. Tough to win that way. I uh, thought their pitching was really good tonight. I thought Kikuchi was outstanding, and then their bullpen guys were lights out. We had a tough time scoring. You say Kikuchi allowed that one run <laughs> over six. The good news for Baltimore was the raise 7-2 loss at Yankee Stadium, so the O's keep their game-and-a-half lead in the AL East. White Sox reliever Liam Hendricks had Tommy John surgery oh, yesterday. Man. He made just five appearances before the elbow troubles after returning from cancer treatment. Messi with two goals and into Miami's 3-1 win over Orlando City. That puts them in the round of 16. And right now, the last day of Group H at the Women's World Cup. Germany and South Korea nodded at one. Morocco and Colombia are scoreless. Both matches nearing halftime. If I understand math, all four teams are alive to reach the knockout stage, depending on today's results. VA, back to you. Math has never been our strong suit around here, so take it with a grain of salt. Or soccer tables. When we come back here on the show, why isn't Dalvin Cook signed yet? DA, CBS Sports Radio. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being with us on this Thursday. It is a thirsty Thursday, so let us know what you're toasting. And we will read those coming up here on the show or take your phone calls on them. On Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4227. So Dalvin Cook has visited with the New York Jets. And Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut so that the Jets could add potentially more firepower. Cook has been a four-time Pro Bowl running back. And seems like there's mutual interest between the two parties. Rodgers said some nice things about Dalvin Cook. Obviously, they played in the same division. Rodgers with Green Bay, Cook with the Vikings. He said, 
We had a game against them early in the season. I think we were tied, and he changed the course of that game. We were kind of beating them up pretty good, and on the first play of the second half, he went 75 untouched for a touchdown. He's always able to impact the game. Tough guy, but also elusive. A good one-cut guy, speed, power, good out of the backfield. Anytime you can add a veteran player, you'd be excited about that for sure. So Rodgers has given his stamp of approval. But for some reason, Dalvin Cook, who is still seemingly in the prime of his career, 27 years old, four-time Pro Bowler, as I mentioned, is without a job. And I imagine the reason is that Dalvin Cook, like all of these running backs, just can't accept what the current market is for their services. And they had expectations or dreams about what they were worth, and now they're not seeing it. It's possible that Dalvin Cook and his agent just want to sit out training camp for the preseason. They don't want to have to worry about reporting to camp and doing extra work, which is not the best reason in the world not to sign. But maybe it's also a timing thing. Hey, I'll come in right before the season. I can pick up an offense quickly, and we're good to go. It'll make me fresher, and I don't have to do all of the other stuff like working out in the sun with all these guys. But I, I also think that if there was a big offer for Dalvin Cook, he would have already signed. And he, like all of these other running backs, are getting a harsh glare from the lack of interest at the financial spot that they believe they're worth. I think there's interest from the Jets. I think there's interest maybe from other teams, but just not at the number that Cook and his representation think he's worth. And the, the harsh reality is... For the Jets, yeah, they might have extra money to spend around because of Aaron Rodgers restructuring, but they're not going to overspend in a running back because nobody is going to overspend in a running back, and these running backs still are holding out hope for a time that just isn't here anymore. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 